Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from quarantine here in Detroit. Um, hopefully soon we can stop saying that, and it'll be back in New York soon. But until then, let us commence with why we're all here. We all want to gossip. Um, I don't know why I just wanted to say that. Uh... Too much Bridgerton, people. Too much Bridgerton. Um, uh, so, first things first, Will will be joining us later with Politalk. <clears throat> um, but before that, we have some really good gossip to get to. First things first, we're going to talk about Jake Paul. As you all know from our top ten um, stories of 2020 that Will and I recorded together. Jake Paul was the most listened to. Jake was the Jake Paul. Ugh, Jake Paul was the most listened to story of the year. And in 2021, he is proving to be uh, even more crazy than uh, what he's than what he was before. So, uh, this has all been verified. I've seen text messages including naked pictures of Jake Paul, uh, face and all. Uh, so, I'm not being conned, um, unless it's a just a phenomenal job, honestly. Um, but, um, not only did I vet the source, uh, but my LA source also vetted him uh, and was able to get first-hand accounts of seeing Jake Paul and this gentleman together. He has uh, he has asked to remain anonymous. So uh, Will and I have agreed to those terms. Uh, so it all started very innocently. Uh, uh, this gentleman and Jake Paul were friends, uh, and the our our source uh, was already out of the closet. Uh, it was not a secret. Uh, when he turned eighteen, uh, was the very first time that he and uh, Jake Paul messed around. <clears throat> the way he explains it, it was. Very, very innocent at first. They would pal around. They would talk. Um, you know, just just the typical friend stuff. Once he turned 18, Jake Paul took him out to dinner. And asked him if he wanted to come hang out at his house. So they went back to their house and they had a drink. After the first drink... They started making out. After the second drink, they had sex. And post-coital, Jake Paul told this told this guy that he loved him, that you know they wanted he wanted to be with him. The only thing was, our source had to understand that because Jake has a very public career. Uh, he wasn't able to come out of the closet, uh, and they would have to keep their relationship 
a secret. The the guy was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, and they continue to uh, talk and see each other as much as possible. Uh, when they weren't seeing one another, they were exchanging text messages, which got uh, very racy. Um, and, and again, including naked pictures um, of both of them sent back and forth. And then Jake Paul was seen with a girl. And even though our source said he knew going in that they couldn't necessarily go public with their relationship, he didn't anticipate Jake wanting to do another fake relationship with, with a girl. So he asked him about it, and Jake explained it was just for publicity that they weren't really together. They didn't even really um, enjoy one another's company. And, <coughs> excuse me, they, you know, the our source accepted it and moved on. Well, something happened between Jake and the girl he was seen around with, and... In one particularly disturbing instance, he was FaceTiming her and forced her to watch our source give him head. And afterwards, our source was like, hey, that was a little weird. And Jake was like, don't worry about it. And they continued to see each other. A few weeks go by. And the only time Jake is calling or or texting is if he wants to have sex. So our source says, you know, hey, what's going on? Like, we used to be, you know, we used to hang out together. We used to whatever. Why, Why are we just getting together for sex now? And Jake was like, well, come over, like, you know, we'll watch a movie. So he went over. Uh, and they ended up having sex. And whereas they used to cuddle and sweet talk one another, Jake flipped out on him. He was throwing things, calling him all sorts of derogatory, nasty names. Uh, which uh, followed in with a bout of texting where he used uh, a lot of the same language. Our source said uh, he went home and was crying and he talked to his mom about it. And his mom suggested that he just completely break off the relationship. So not wanting to be the douchebag who breaks up via text or post it. Our source went back over to Jake Paul's where they ended up back in bed. Uh, Only this time Jake was taking a more passive role. Um, and asking our source to be his quote-unquote master. And so our source was joking and said, well, I want to record, I want to record our our session. I want to record me fucking your ass. And Jake Jake agreed and... And our source said, well, no, you're going to put it in writing. So Jake Paul sent a text message to 
our source agreeing to be on camera, to be filmed, uh, having sex with him uh, as the bottom. And our source recorded them having sex. Now, when I pushed and asked him if this was a blackmail attempt, he assured me that it was not. Uh, He said that uh, Jake didn't even know that he was speaking about it. After, After they had sex, Jake went and washed up and was crying. And when asked why he was crying... He basically said that no one loves him and no one wants to be with him. They want to be with his, quote-unquote, persona. And when our source started to comfort him, Jake pinned him down and had sex with him very roughly. And called him a sissy boy and said that Only sissy boys take dicks up the ass. Which did not sit well with with our source, considering he had video of of Jake taking his, you know, bottoming for him. Uh, And when that was pointed out, Jake lost his mind and they, they ultimately broke up. I reached out to Jake, Paul, and his team to see if I could get a comment from them. They they denied uh, any request for comment and said that they don't speak about unsubstantiated stories. Uh, when I mentioned that there were text messages and I seen pictures and video, uh, they continued to uh, say no comment and uh, very abruptly hung up on me. So I'm going to stay on top of this story, and I will bring you more information as I have it. I'll be right back. And I am back. <clears throat> so, y'all know I love Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth, mostly because of their time on Wicked. And yes, I know that there's rumors of them feuding and all that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we told you uh, last year that rumors were swirling that uh, major stars from big productions like Wicked and Hamilton were being wooed to rejoin the cast, at least for a limited time, uh, when Broadway reopens after the COVID-19 pandemic uh, ends. And uh, it is heavily speculated that Lynn, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, I think I might have his name half-assed backwards. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, it's heavily speculated that he's going to reprise the role of Alexander Hamilton in the Broadway show uh, for at least a week or two. Uh, I don't know right now if anyone else is going to join him. There are certainly there are certainly rumors that 
at least two or three other cast members will will join him, uh, including Jonathan Groff. Uh, I have um, asked my Broadway people um, to keep an ear out for me. Uh, and one, at least two, one performer, possibly two performers we know for sure, um, that are returning to roles that made them famous are Idina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth, of course. Uh, rumor had been flying for a while uh, that producers wanted to uh, bring them back just to kind of give Wicked that shot in the arm that it that they're uh, thinking it's going to need uh, when Broadway reopens. A lot of people are... A lot of uh, Broadway producers are concerned at this point that uh, with the recession um, being threatened and uh, a lot of people out of work that... The, the concern has become that no one will want to go see the shows and, um, you know, that's going to lead to even more devastation and more uh, unemployment. So, the producer of Wicked began in earnest trying to reel Idina and make Christian Chenoweth back in. And it is appearing... Uh, very likely that Idina will be reprising her role. Uh, as of press time, the contract is not signed, uh, but everyone is very optimistic that she will be reprising her role of Elphaba uh, for a two-week engagement. Uh, and they're hoping to snag Christian Chenoweth uh, for a two-week engagement uh, at the same time to propel uh, theater goers uh, and people who maybe are looking for a reason to buy tickets. Um, they want to give them that reason. There's not much difference in the contract that Idina signed or is going to sign um, than her previous Wicked contract. Outside of the limited time engagement, <clears throat> uh, the show will go on after uh, the show will go on after she is um, done uh, with the new alphabet taking her place. Uh, one of the things that producers are trying to do is uh, reassemble the cast that were already in place at the time of the pandemic. Now. There's not a lot of worry about um, cast members switching shows and and all of that. Um, but there is some concern about um, what shows will be coming back and what shows will um, stay closed forever. Uh, right now, the three almost guaranteed shows return to Broadway uh, with their cast mostly intact are 
uh, Hamilton, which uh, repeatedly or <clears throat> weekly makes more than $2 million. Uh, Wicked, which uh, the last week uh, that they were open made $1.9 million. And Moulin Rouge, which uh, brought in uh, an average of $1.75 million. Um, the last week they brought in somewhere close to $1.8 million. So, um, shows like Beetlejuice um, are, are gone forever. Uh, I believe Mrs. Doubtfire is done. And uh, Mean Girls... Uh, is is done. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't foresee. Uh, well, Mean Girls has issued a closing notice. Uh, they. Uh, the the fear was just that it hadn't picked up on a lot of momentum to become an established show. Although there is talks that it could be rebooted. And brought back, um, revived in, in Broadway Hawk, uh, at a later time. Um, as of right now, um, no shows are replacing those that have closed, uh, for good. They are saying that it could be a bit early, uh, for this to happen. A lot of people are speculating that um, a couple of revivals of big titles will um, will hopefully help with the theater going surge. At this time, uh, <clears throat> there are no big celebrities um, that I've heard about um, being recruited for shows that are reopening. Um, and there's, at this point, I've asked around quite a bit, actually. Um, no one knows what the status of the Michael Jackson musical is going to be. But, of course, I will keep my ear out for you. Uh, and I will keep my fingers on the pulse of the Broadway activity and bring you whatever I hear. For right now, though, I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I am back. So this story uh, kind of is an offshoot of a big one that we've been talking about uh, this year. Uh, If you haven't listened, listen to the Army Hammer Deep Dive for uh, more concrete information about what happened. But just a quick summary... Uh, Army Hammer uh, allegedly sent uh, uh, direct messages to women saying that he wanted to eat them. Not in the sexy way. Uh, that he wanted to taste their flesh, basically. He's a cannibal. Uh, and there are arguments right now that uh, these messages were consensual. Uh, and there's even one argument that says, uh, hey... I think we might be blowing this out of proportion. Um, I'm not here to debate any of that with you guys. Uh, what what I am going to say is 
he was dropped from a lot of projects, including the Jennifer Lopez-fronted movie Shotgun Wedding. Uh, in, in recent years, Jennifer Lopez has gotten really smart. Um, and, and there's one thing I will say about her. I don't necessarily think she's talented or, um, anything like that, but she's a very savvy businesswoman. Um, so basically what Jennifer Lopez does now, um, is instead of taking an upfront salary, um, she pushes everything to the back end. Uh, and only makes the money if the movie makes a profit. So with Shotgun Wedding, she holds a producer title and was already very un- uneasy about ARMY uh, uh, being the second lead actor. Uh, once the scandal hit, she insisted that he was fired. Uh, and to no one's surprise, uh, the executive producer and uh, studio behind the movie agreed and moved very swiftly, allowing Army to claim that he left to focus on his family. Unfortunately, that was a lie. But the search for Army's replacement did not take very long because producers already knew that um, Jennifer Lopez wanted Army Hammer removed from the movie and had been eyeing a new leading man for her. That new leading man is going to be All My Children vet Josh Demel. Now, you guys might know Josh from being married to the singer Fergie. Uh, You might know him from All My Children, or you might know him from Las Vegas, or the Transformer movies, uh, Love, Simon. Um, uh, There's a ton more. You get the idea. He's very charming, uh, a very bankable star, uh, keeps his head down and does his work, Uh, which is something that Jennifer really uh, responded to. So, Josh... Initially, it was announced that he was in talks. By the time that was announced, the contracts were already signed and filming was already underway. (sighs) And Josh and Jennifer Lopez are getting along great. Uh, They are of the same belief when it it comes to work. Um, They're very friendly with one another. And uh, sources on the set told... Are my LA source and um, others who uh, all reported back hearing the same thing that um, the the mood on the set has changed completely. Uh, people are friendly. People are talking to one another again. Uh, everyone seems to be very uh, relaxed and enjoying themselves. When I asked our, when I asked our LA source, um, what the what the difference was, he basically said Josh is Josh. He came in, he knew the character, he laid out how he wanted to play the character, 
to the director, to Jennifer, and to other producers and said that he didn't want to hold up filming, uh, that he had basically studied the script and was ready to go. Uh, Which is something that Jennifer Lopez really uh, enjoyed and was uh, irritated that Army seemed to be treating um, the script as though it was toilet paper. Will the fallout um, of Army's uh, scandal uh, boost other Hollywood men? Uh, there's definitely a good chance. Uh, you know, he also lost uh, the opportunity to appear in the Making of the Godfather show, The Offer. Uh, he's also lost another TV opportunity. Um, and both projects are actively recasting the roles right now. Um... There are some people who believe that uh, Chris Pine could take over for him in the offer. Uh, While um, the LA source believes that the other project will likely go with a lesser known or unknown uh, name in order to keep uh, the budget down. And we talked about um, we talked about if this could be a comeback of sorts for uh, for Josh. And he said, uh, Shotgun Wedding is a rom-com, which uh, will almost assuredly play very well with the ladies. Um, you know, it has, um, it has almost everything they like. Uh, and he said that if Josh uh, can prove his comedic timing um, and professionalism, uh, this definitely could be a step towards a comeback for uh, for the actor. When we talked about Army Hammer getting a comeback, he was less inclined to uh, agree that Army would get one. Uh, his thought on that matter is <clears throat> essentially... Uh, you're only as good as your last hit, and Army hasn't had a a big hit in a long time. Um, not even counting um, uh, "Call Me by Your Name." It seems that Army Hammer has really um, hit a career slump. The scandal is expected to just completely wipe him out, basically. Uh, But, of course, I'm going to stay on top of this story and would like to send our congratulations to Josh DeMel, our forever Leo. (laughs) I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And on Sunday, January 31st, the soap world was shook. Donnie Bowes who played uh, Chance on The Young and the Restless, announced that Monday, February 1st, 2021, would be his last air date. And then he quickly gave a timeline of how things went down. 
including alleging that he was called on Christmas Eve by one of the producers, letting him know that his contract was not being picked up. And further alleging that four to five other cast members were going to uh, be let go as a result of increased costs from COVID-19 safety protocols. The last part was uh, deleted, um, but the thrust of the post has remained. Uh, Come February 1st, uh, Chance did indeed make an appearance. Uh, driving story as he has been for the past several months. Uh, what what Donnie failed to reveal was uh, some of his behaviors that, uh, frankly, were less than admirable. Uh, um including uh, being an anti-masker who uh, really does not believe that COVID... uh, He does does or did not believe that COVID uh, was a real virus, uh, at least initially and according to social media uh, posts that he liked. In fact, Donnie... uh, basically uh, disregarded all safety protocols. Uh, <clears throat> the Young and the Restless producers uh, and CBS asked all the actors to refrain from traveling uh, during the holiday season uh, due to uh, safety issues concerning COVID. Uh, Donnie did not listen and went to Texas uh, and which obviously displeased them greatly. But his behavior got, was even worse than what uh, was initially suggested. Uh, everything I'm hearing comes from our L.A. source, uh, who is very connected to the, the Young and the Restless, having dated at least two members of the cast and... Uh, and is really good friends with, with the people that he was uh, in a romantic relationship with. Uh, so, uh, Donnie actually had contracted COVID at one point and was off for several weeks, including the milestone 12,000th episode of The Young and the Restless, which was built around Chance and Abby's wedding. In a bit of inspired casting, uh, Melissa Orday, who plays Abby, her husband, uh, Justin Gaston, was available and willing to pinch hint uh, for for that milestone. Uh, The pairing of Melissa and Justin on screen was a hit with most of the viewers. And, in fact, a lot of them celebrated the fact that Abby and Chance were able to actually 
have love scenes. Uh, which is something that is very rare nowadays in the soaps because um, COVID protocols uh, have restricted the closeness of actors and, you know, all that good stuff. Just like, just like everyone else. <laughs> well, here's where things get a little tricky. Donnie, when he returned apparently did not learn his lesson. And uh, while getting ready to film scenes together, he asked Melissa Orday if she and her husband fucked on camera. And then turned around and insinuated that he would have had sex with her under the sheets while the Young and the Restless cameras were rolling if he had filmed the honeymoon scenes with her. When she laughed it off uh, and said, you know, we should focus on the scenes ahead, he got very surly. Melissa then asked a director uh, if there was a way where she could avoid working with him or be very limited in her interactions with him the director not knowing what was happening kind of blew it off and talked to the executive producer who called Melissa into his office and said hey like you're a pro what's going on why are you why are you saying this And she explained to him what happened. And um, allegedly a decision was made. Now, the soap press will never pick that up. Uh, And Carolyn Hensey explains in her book Afternoon Delight that the soaps and the soap press have an unwritten understanding that the bad press, um, bad behavior of the actors is protected no matter what. Um, Because daytime audiences see their favorite actors as the characters they play. And uh, they don't necessarily want to ruin chances uh good guy reputation because the man who portrayed him was a douchebag. But there is a little bit of sweet justice in all of this. Uh, Justin Gaston is expected to uh, reprise the role of Chance. Uh, There's no word if if they're going to wait a little bit or if they're going to dive right in. Um, The feeling right now is, um, you know, Chance and Abby were in the middle of probably one of the bigger stories um, that the soap has going. And uh, it would be very hard to write around that. (laughs) Um, But of course... 
the 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 flip side of that is uh it's also a soap opera so they can very easily uh continue the story uh without chance for for a little bit um it's not expected that it's going to uh last very long uh, and they left it with um and kind of what I think was a, a very uh, interesting move. Um, Chance has a low sperm count and low uh, mobility. I don't know if that was someone just really trying to get back at Donnie or if that was part of the story the entire time. Um, but it is interesting. Uh, Donnie is out... Uh, there were some uh, rumblings um, after his announcement that he could be joining uh, General Hospital as uh, the new Lucky Spencer. Uh, however, I'm hearing that Disney uh, is not uh, it, Disney is not uh, really on board quite yet with uh, bringing him on due to his uh, activities outside of work. Uh, so we will keep an ear out for more on this story. And if I hear anything else, I will bring it to you. And like a character from General Hospital, I'll be back from the dead in a minute. And I am back. And speaking of bad behavior, we are going to talk about country music star Morgan Whalen. Uh, Morgan has had kind of a uh, gilded uh, rise to the top. He started off as a contestant in uh, on The Voice. Uh, he was eliminated uh, after a, a battle round. However, he had... Uh, grabbed the notice of some record executives who felt that they could take the country boy to new heights. And, to, in all honesty, I believe Morgan Whelan is likely the most successful former voice contestant that there is. Uh, so that's, that's something. Um, but he may not be able to keep that title for long, because TMZ posted a video of him after a night partying with the boys, uh, and as he's saying goodnight to them, he um, used some very derogatory language. Uh, he said to one friend, take care of this uh, pussy-ass motherfucker. Uh, and to another friend, he said, take care of the pussy ass inward. Um, of course, I'm not going to to say the word out loud. Um, it's not appropriate. Um, but uh, you can kind of figure out what the inward is here, I believe. Um, uh, the consequences for uh, his actions were fast and they were furious. Uh, Apple, Apple Music, Spotify iHeartRadio and uh, Cumulus Music all dropped 
Morgan's music from Heavy Rotation, uh, Spotify and more, uh, excuse me, Spotify and Apple Music, uh, have kept his music on their services, uh, but none of his songs are included in the playlists, which are, uh, used to, uh, upstreaming, uh, plays and all of that jazz. Um, his record label, Big Loud, has indefinitely suspended him, uh, which, uh, the speed at which they suspended him, uh, was just f- phenomenal. Uh, you almost never see uh, a record label move that fast unless they had already, um, made the decision. Uh, I'm 100% not saying that that's the case, because I can't get intel on it, Uh, but my knowledge of the, of of the entertainment industry, and specifically the music industry, tells me that um, there's something there. Um, But nonetheless, the Academy of Country Music Awards uh, has made Morgan uh, ineligible to win this year any prizes uh and he was up for quite a few i believe uh he morgan has uh released uh, a statement saying that he didn't know better he's going to do better in the future and it's all bullshit (laughs) and I, i can say this with confidence he, this is the second time in less than six months uh, that he has weathered a controversy uh, for his bad behavior. Uh, and the third time uh, in just about a year. Last March, uh, I'm sorry, last May, uh, Morgan was arrested for disorderly and drunken conduct. Um, and was released on bail. His apology then was, I'm learning and I'm going to do better, etc., etc., etc. The bad behavior didn't result in any career ramifications other than uh, a, a hit record or two. And I sound like a geezer. Uh, uh, two of his songs topped the country charts after the uh, public intoxication charges. And in October, he was set to make his debut on Saturday Night Live. And uh, mere days before... Uh, he was set to be the musical guest. Saturday Night Live dropped him after TikTok showed him partying maskless uh, in a crowded bar. This violated Saturday Night Live's safety protocols <coughs> um, where the host, the cast, uh, and the musical guest are all required, uh, if not to quarantine, to at least be safe. Uh, to not put anyone else at risk. 
so he was dropped from the episode and replaced by uh, Jack Smith of the White Stripes. Lauren Michaels took pity on Morgan Whalen uh, and booked him for a December gig. Uh, and uh, as part of uh, his repentance to the Saturday Night Live exe- executive producer, uh, he agreed to star in a uh, sketch. <coughs> um, basically mocking what he did. This skit was a big hit uh, and it proved that he, you know, can he can make fun of himself. And honestly, who doesn't like that? Like, I love when celebrities will make fun of themselves. It gives me such great joy. Um, I hear y'all typing furiously at me. Don't pretend like you don't like it too. Anyways, uh, so after that controversy, um, a lot of people were turning against him. And when the when TMZ uploaded the video, ninety percent of the people who were commenting on commenting on the TMZ site uh, and everywhere else that carried the story uh, were blasting him, uh, telling him that it's time to grow up. It's time to uh, realize that words matter. There are consequences for our actions. Uh, and, and so far, and all of that good, uh, all of that good stuff. So, uh, where Morgan stands right now remains to be seen. He is certainly uh, going to be uh, trying for a comeback. Uh, His CD has been, uh, his new CD, uh, Danger, the double album, I think it's called, uh, has topped the Billboard, uh, the Billboard uh, album charts for four weeks now. Uh, And... I don't think there's going to be a huge uh, drop-off here. Um, But I do think that his career will suffer, uh, especially if he can't make new music, honestly. Um, One thing I did ask my L.A. source uh, was a business question. Because uh, in writing, when when a contract is suspended, um, it's still active, technically. But, um, you can't do any more work, um, on it. So I asked our LA source who has worked in the entertainment industry for a long time and, uh, ran his own gossip blog, if he could explain to me, uh, what, uh, what Big Loud's move meant. Here's what he told me. Essentially, what they did is a big fuck you to Morgan Whalen. He is not allowed to record new music. Okay, we we kind of got that, right? But they upped the ante a little bit. Not only can he not record new music, but 
and he knew there was a butt here, not only can he not record new music um, for them, but he can't go anywhere else and do it. Uh, and since uh, touring is not a thing right now, they also... Um, they don't have to worry about that, but technically he would not be able to tour either. Of course, I'm going to stay on top of this story and I will bring you all the latest developments as I learn about them. But for right now, we are going to go over to Will with Politalk. So that's going to do it for me for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And coming up next is Politalk with Will. Hey, I know you guys were expecting Will, and don't worry, he's coming up in just a few minutes. But I have some breaking news for you guys. Uh, If you've listened to uh, the Army Hammer Deep Dive, you're already well aware that uh, he is in the middle of a sex scandal, unlike anything we've seen before coming out of Hollywood, Uh, not including uh, serial killers, or, ser- or serial killer movies. <clears throat> Just to recap a little bit, uh, very disturbing DMs were released uh, purportedly from Army Hammer, uh, in essence saying that he wanted to uh, cook an ex's rib and eat it. Uh, he wanted to eat the flesh of another uh, woman he reportedly hooked up with. Uh, among many other disturbing uh, allegations. Coming in now, uh, and we're going to obviously investigate this further uh, the the more we go, uh, but on Friday, WME, Army Hammer's agency, officially dropped him as well as, as did his publicist. Now, for those of you who don't understand what this all means, an agency will stand by someone through just about anything. Uh, A a sex scandal is not usually cause for uh, an agency to drop uh, a person. And especially when it's powerful as WME, they likely feel uh, they would normally have uh, stepped up and got him some crisis PR and started to spin things their own way. Uh, and in fact, you've sort of seen that uh, when he called the allegations bullshit and said he wasn't going to comment on them. The hope was that this scandal would simply disappear. Uh, and then X's started uh, moving, or coming out rather, with <clears throat> allegations of more abuse, uh, emotional, physical, uh, and some sexual abuse was in there as well. Uh, WME, WME and his publicist both saw the writing on the wall, and they were also informed that criminal charges would be dropping on Army Hammer at any point. I was first alerted to this just before WME dropped Army Hammer in a statement to The Hollywood Reporter. 
when I asked uh, if we had evidence that this was true, uh, at the time it was just a rumor. <clears throat> My LA source has talked to several different people involved with Army Hammer uh, and his former agency, and it has been confirmed that criminal charges will be appearing uh, very, very soon. Uh, I've heard as early as Monday, uh, but most expected to take a week or so for them to drop. <clears throat> what kind of charges are we talking about here? For all intents and purposes, it looks like right now uh, it's going to be physical abuse, or domestic abuse, rather. Uh, it's also, there could also be um, some sexual uh, assault charges thrown in. Uh, the women who have come forward have all been interviewed by uh, by the police. Prosecutors have been poring over the case to see uh, if the allegations are not only true, but if they can build a strong enough case. The hope was that they didn't have a strong enough case, and that's why WME held on even as other projects began to drop ARMY uh, from, uh, from their contracts. Uh, he was compensated for shotgun wedding and he's, uh, was allegedly, uh, compensated at least partially for, uh, dropping out of the offer, uh, with, with his name scrubbed from both projects altogether. <clears throat> the agency... Uh, felt that with the sex the sex scandal growing and uh, criminal charges being pressed uh, and his un and army's unwillingness to listen to their advisors that it was in their best interest to uh, preserve their own reputation and drop him from their roster. So, look for, uh, like I said, these charges could come as soon as uh, Monday, but we are expecting them to come uh, within the next seven days. <clears throat> Army has not yet answered um, or commented on the situation outside of uh, saying that these are bullshit claims. Uh, the Cayman Islands, uh, forced him to apologize to the uh, Miss Cayman Island pageant uh, for saying that he uh, had sex with her when, in fact, he did not. Uh, of course, privately, Army is maintaining that he did uh, and that he is... Uh, that she is addicted to... Uh, having sex with him. Uh, the, that is what he told a buddy, uh, who then told my LA source. 
Of course, we, are, we will keep you up to date on any and all developments in this story. And coming up next with Politalk is Will. Hey folks, producer Will here with this week's Politalk for real this time. We've got a fairly shorter and softer Politalk this week to follow up on the news about our boy Army Hammer. But there's nothing in here as explosive as that. There's just been a lot less to talk about in the political sphere this past week than there has in the past four years. And thank Christ Almighty for that. The biggest story to come out of D.C. this week was probably the effort by House representatives to punish Marjorie Taylor Greene for supporting the insurrection earlier this month, backing the conspiracy theory QAnon, and calling for the execution of her Democratic colleagues. After Republican representatives refused to censure Green or remove her from committee assignments of their own volition earlier this week, Democrats launched a successful effort to strip her of her committee assignments. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy called this effort a nakedly partisan power grab, while Democrats contended that McCarthy had allowed Green to violate House rules without any kind of punishment. His offer to transfer Green from her controversial appointment to the House Committee on Education to the House Committee on Small Business was rejected by Democrats as not a punishment sufficient to what she had done and not really a punishment at all. The one shining spot for the Republican caucus this week is that they voted overwhelmingly against the effort to censure Liz Cheney for her vote to impeach Donald Trump. Support for impeachment from Republican congressmen has died out significantly, with many senators and representatives walking back statements blaming him for the insurrection and attack, and Kevin McCarthy going so far as to visit the former president at his residence in Florida to demonstrate his continued loyalty and subservience. <clears throat> I mean, to try to mend the relationship between the party and one of its most important members, former President Donald J. Trump. Biden's administration largely ignored the impeachment effort, as they have done for most of the past month, instead focusing on promoting the president's new COVID relief plan. The plan has been significantly scaled back from its earlier iterations. As Republican support for the bill has died, only a handful of Republican senators even came to the table to negotiate, and those senators brought a relief package worth roughly a third of what Biden's administration wanted. As a number of moderate Democrats, including Joe Manchin of West Virginia, were already against the bill, the Biden administration has had to scale back a number of its earlier proposals, including, unfortunately, the stimulus checks, which have, as of press time, not decreased in size, but gained a number of new eligibility requirements. Democrats are looking to make up for these with a much larger $3,000 check for parents, and those caring for children. But it remains to be seen how this move will go over with the American public. To cap off this week's Politalk with a bit of good news, new COVID cases in the U.S. are trending downwards, and Pete Buttigieg was confirmed as Biden's transportation secretary by the Senate in a vote of 97 to 3. That's all for me, folks. Hope y'all enjoyed me providing the calmer, quieter stories for once. Tune in next time for all of that to go out the window as Trump's impeachment trial begins. Thanks for listening, folks. And as always, cheers.